0: Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim.
1: And my name is Nellie J. Y'all, and we are Good Rookies. That's right. What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And folks, it's episode 38. 38. The so if we reach 40th. So reach 40 well, boy. Um, so, guys, we are so excited because our guest, he's been on it before, um, and we're just ha- happy to have him back. So, Fahim, please introduce who we got.
0: That's right. We got podcast family. Uh, you know, welcome back. It was great last time, and we'll do it again. Let's welcome Milan to the podcast today
1: what's going on everybody what's going on Miley man how you doing today bro i'm
2: doing great man thanks for having me back i was really really excited to when i was talking to janelle last week and she mentioned coming back on i was really really excited to come back
0: nice yes
1: yes man also it's your birthday you're a may baby so happy belated birthday to you as well brother
0: okay, <laughs> thank, you okay. thank you very much. <laughs>
1: So, so, Milo, so I, I kind of have to ask you a little question about your team, the Dallas Cowboys. How are you feeling right now after the draft? How are uh, you
2: feeling? Uh, well, I'll be very, very honest with you. I don't outwardly boast about the Cowboys anymore. They have to earn that respect back from me. But I will say I am impressed with what they did, what they addressed a lot of the time, like, my biggest issue with them was that there was no, there was a, a, a huge sense of entitlement on the team. Mm-hmm. You got there, if you had one good season, you were the man, and they treated you as such. And there was no sense of competition. Everybody felt comfortable, and everyone was playing fat. Now, the, with the draft, a lot of guys are on notice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This is, like, this is it. If you, Especially on the defense. So, like, the Jalen Smiths and the Layton Van Der Esch, and, and so on and so forth. It's like, if you're not coming to play, your replacement, we just got them. So if you're not <laughs> yep. if you're not coming to play, bye-bye. We'll, we'll, we'll just make room for somebody else. And that's what has been missing. Like, of course, you think back to the old 90s teams, like they had that edge. Now it yeah. seems like it's finally catching on, like they need to get that edge back. We'll see if it works. But I, I'm impressed with what they did. Okay, All right. So fine. you're a
0: Cowboys fan, right? Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys are a quote unquote America's team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to ask in regards to Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, so because you mentioned the word entitlement. And mm-hmm. when I think of that, I think of mm-hmm. Dak kind of, he, he walked into a very nice situation. So mm-hmm. you being a Cowboys fan, real quickly, let me know going forward after the injury, what's your take in regards to Dak going forward being a Cowboys fan?
2: Um, as a Cowboys fan, I'm very comfortable with what, with him being the leader because okay. of his makeup. You hear his story; just listen to how he talks. You can see that people will play for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it's like he really just—he as long as he just—he be, just bees himself, mm-hmm. just he just behaves as himself, and he just works on his skill. He's going to get better. Okay, you know and I mean? real quickly,
0: does the injury worry you at all?
2: Um. Ankle, not so much because you could just play smarter to avoid those sort of instances. But like a QB, he's not a,
0: a QB. Has to go back, like drop back on every single position. That's got to take a toll on the lower body, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and yeah, he's not but, very old. He's a young mm-hmm. QB, right? So, mm-hmm. but you you still feel confident that uh, yeah, yeah, okay,
2: yeah. With modern technology, like injuries don't aren't aren't the same, like. You have to remember, like maybe ten years ago, you got an ACL, you're done. Right.
1: That's so true. Back in the day, ACL injury, career-ending.
2: <laughs> now right. ACL, like the, your first year, you might be a little, you might be a yeah. little off, but by your by the second year back, you're back to being your normal self. So I'm not I'm not worried about him.
1: Well, speaking of ankle injury, let's talk about some hot topics. Um,
2: <laughs> LeBron James, I see what you did
0: there. Yeah, nice tag. Yeah, nice
1: I, I had to get that for for you still.
0: <laughs> so let's get into uh, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James, his thoughts on the play-in tournament. Uh, I'll let you guys go first because I'm not sure what the floors where the floor is at. But as we know, LeBron injury, him and KD injury. Um, actually, the him, team...
1: Him and half the league, bro. Like, my right. fantasy team, like, half the league is injured, not just LeBron. Like, legit, Halliburton went down. Um, yes. Butler was out for a little bit. We got, right. like, Jalen Brown has a little is Like, legit, half the NBA league is injured. <laughs> As Fair enough. Not, Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Um, but with LeBron and the ankle injury and LeBron uh, stating that he thinks that whoever thought of this play-in tournament should be fired... That's a (laughs) quote-unquote. What's your thoughts on that, first of all?
1: Well, I will say this. LeBron hasn't been the first player to say this. Luka also had the same sentiment – he did not like it at all. He, he was probably as aggressive as LeBron. I forgot what he said specifically, but yeah. he was like, I don't like it. He's like, for me, if I'm working hard to play all especially with this season, back-to-back games, quite aggressive schedule. If I'm working hard season on to make it to the playoffs, to top eight, why must I, again, prove to the NBA that I should be there? So it's not just LeBron. Many players have the same sentiments. If I'm a player, I get it. Only because of the season and how condensed it has been, it's been a lot. So for a player perspective, it's a lot. But I think if with a regular, like from October to regular season, I don't think it would be terrible because they would have more time in between games. But I think because of December to now, it's just like, it's so much games happening. I can see why players think it's too much. So I, so I understand where LeBron's coming from. Um, the idea is that dumb, it's just a money-making idea, right? And I think mm-hmm. Adam Silver, it's funny, Adam Silver said last week, he said, oh, I think it'll easily pass this plan as a permanent fixture in the NBA, but LeBron is now saying it's dumb. So I'm, I'm the same. I'm getting my popcorn, and I want to see what's going to happen between <laughs> Adam Silver and with um, LeBron because right now it's a battle between players and owners. So let's see what happens. That's that's, that's, that's what I think. <laughs> How about you, mm-hmm. Malin
2: <laughs> I think that it's very lame on his part because last year he was all for the playing tournament. Now, all of a sudden, it's oh well, I've got to play in the playing tournament. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. This idea the bubble, the
1: bubble, you mean okay?
2: (laughs) Like, there was the playing tournament, he was for it, now he's against it, and to me, that's just kind of whack. Like, I understand, but
0: but think of this the last year was the bubble, so it was a shortened season, so I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure everybody understood the fact that. Games were getting cut by such an amount that you had to somehow mm-hmm. how, somehow squeeze in these other play other teams to get in. So mm-hmm. last year, I, I, I think we really can't compare last year's situation to this year because this year they've pretty much run the majority of the season. You know, yeah,
1: seventy-two is a lot of games.
0: Seventy—that's 70, that's like ten games less. So like,
2: yeah. You know. it's still, but it's still a shortened season, and I, I I don't think that this criticism comes if he's not a part of it. Right. Like I don't think he's he's gonna be. I don't think he'd be like oh, well, you're going to make Steph have to play into the tournament? Like, if they have the eight seed, they have the eight seed. No, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't say anything. But it's because Mm -hmm. he has to – there's a potential that he has to go and do that. And, I mean, I understand it. But, to be honest, like, I like the idea of the playing tournament because the regular season, a lot of the times, is just really boring. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody – like, nobody's really playing. Like, they know that I got my squad. We just got to get to the playoffs, and that's when you're going to see me. You know what I mean? I'm I personally as an NBA fan, I miss the days where the where the regular season matchups meant something. Like you were looking for, like the Thursday night primetime game, you're just like, "Yo, I can't wait to watch this game tonight because it's right. going to be fireworks." There, I, I, there there there's so many ways you can look at the playing tournament just to try and get a little bit of the a peak of get a little more excitement going into the playoffs. So, it, it, it's it's I get both sides, like I understand the player side where it's, especially with the condensed season and the amount of injuries that our guys are experiencing, but i I like the idea
0: so i I agree. okay, so what Nelly J were you saying with Luca? I understand they both complained. The only difference between Luca complaining and LeBron complaining is i I agree I think the floor pretty much agrees with this that if LeBron wasn't in this situation, the timing of LeBron's comment. Con- his comment. <laughs> that there's a timing, right? So isn't not saying people disagree with LeBron. It's just the fact that if the Lakers didn't have these injuries and they were like a top three team in the Western Conference, LeBron would not need feel the need to come out and defend uh, you know, the play tournament and how ineffective it is. Uh, mm. because he's finding himself in that situation. That's when it comes out, and that's what makes it kind of whack, is what you're saying, uh, Milan, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm.
1: so, okay, so for you guys, it's a timing of when he said it, because he didn't say it mm-hmm. three months ago. Because I remember, like, mm-hmm. so it's right. funny. So, so we had to talk about, about this with like our other guest, Julian, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, if I'm a player, I'm pissed off." But I was back in January. Well, back then, mm-hmm. no one said anything. Well, all of a sudden, we're in May, and now right. it's an issue. So yeah, right. good good point for him. Good point. Now it's, the only it's, thing it's,
0: is, I do disagree. I think is I do not like the playing tournament to be honest. I don't like it either. Sorry, let me clarify that. Not that, okay, I'm not mad at this year because I understand you've taken away 10 games and you got to do it, that's fine, right? If this is a going forward thing where you're looking to have an 82-game season and you're going to throw in this playing tournament, I really don't like it. Uh, What you guys were saying in regards to, like, lacking the excitement, the playing tournament does add an element where it makes the the field bigger. But if you think even, let's think previously, when the last two weeks of the NBA season has always been exciting because these guys are playing for the eighth spot. And it never seems to be one team that clearly is going to be the eighth spot. There's always going to be a 10, nine, and eight. And, and you know, so I think there's always that drama that's always going to be there going to the last month of the season. I don't think there's – I can't remember a time where teams just coasted in and they've had one through eight set. Um, you know, two weeks before the season's done. It just doesn't happen that way. There's just, yeah. of- go ahead, go ahead, Marlon.
2: But I think the element is like the playing tournament is that like the, like the last three teams are going to be playing each other. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of makes it different. Well, right. it's, it's, it's,
1: it's the last four teams, right? It's seven, eight, Sorry. nine, ten, right?
2: Sorry, four teams. So right. it's the last four teams playing each other. So that's what, that's what mm-hmm. brings the excitement now. Because you so- could, like, you could end the season and you're playing like the number one, the number one seed and like, it's not. It's not that exciting because if they're if it gets to a blowout, they're gonna start sitting players. But if it's if it's the last four teams, it's like listen. If we don't beat these guys, we're going home. Cancun on three? Nah. We're not
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, I get why you would say it's excitement. I think the issue I have is that um, like it makes sense for a year like this with COVID mm-hmm. and with so many like. Mm-hmm protocols you know people miss games just because they they were Oof. positive not because of an actual injury right? Right, right so but I think for a permanent fixture i don't think it's, i don't think it's needed it's not no. because because after this year COVID with the vaccine would not be like this so mm. I can't see it so the need for now I get it for this year I get why they did it but for the future league seasons I don't think it has to be there to be honest it doesn't
0: mm-hmm. so here's what I don't like about the playing tournament. I don't like the fact that seven is involved. If you're in seventh place, you've already done, you've handled business Agreed. to make the playoffs, right? Agreed. So there's no way you should be in jeopardy, jeopardy of anything. I think the hmm. playing tournament should only include the eighth seed, the ninth seed, and the tenth seed. Those yep. three, and they can fight out to see who's the last spot. But if you're seventh, why are you involved with these losers?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: know Yo, Faheem woke up and chose violence against the playing tournament. Out of violence, yes, but no, you're no, right. You're that's right. That's
2: a fair point.
0: That is Very a fair. Fair. Point. I
1: agree with that. Hey, hey, Adam Silverberg, call Faheem, okay? Call him up. <laughs> you got, you got, up. got ideas <laughs> for <free. laughs>
0: All right. Um, um, so, uh, real quick in regards to some MVP talk. Uh, Nellie J, just give me your your MVP real quick, and then we'll get into why you say that. Wow, Pretty I far. hate you
1: coming for me first. So, it's hard because I'm biased. Steph Curry is on my fantasy team, and right now I'm in the championship game <laughs> week. <laughs> so, I got to say Steph Curry just because okay. that guy's my boy. Yeah, I have to say Steph
0: well, I
2: I don't have one. I have, like, three. It could either be like CP3, it could be um, Joel Embiid, or it could be Joker.
1: Yeah, Joker and Embiid are my top three, too. Joker and Embiid, yeah.
0: Okay, I happen to have one. I've had one since they were in fourth place.
1: I'm going to guess Joker.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: Woo, who'd you pick?
0: It was Chris Paul. I've been saying Chris Paul.
1: Really? Okay. they're in fourth place.
0: Um, I remember having a discussion with a friend. That was phenomenal year. Big, big up, Shane. We had the discussion is around the all around the all star break ish, mm-hmm. and I remember saying, just when they were in fourth place, I was saying, "Yo, this team didn't even make the playoffs last year, and now they're in fourth place." Um, he, I remember him kind of saying, "Well, you know what? They need to be at the number one spot." To, <laughs> Shane know? said
1: that to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, and then now they're there now, right? All right, so, Shane. What's
2: up? <laughs> so if uh, yes. Seeding
0: matters. No. Seeding does. It, 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 I, I think it does. But I think I looked into this real quick. I want to say this Chris Paul, I looked at his numbers of what he's done uh, this year. His numbers this year. And I looked at Steve Nash's numbers in his MVP year. Mm-hmm. And they're eerily, they're so similar. So mm-hmm. similar. Really? And I want people to keep this in context. When Steve Nash, Nash won his MVPs, Steve Nash was not the best player in the NBA. No, Maybe. it wasn't. Like top five, if we're being generous, like really, you know yeah, what I'm saying? He, but right. it's just it, it, that's when, like, sometimes it's how people interpret the MVP award is it the mm. best player in the league or is the best player for their team?
1: most impactful player exactly. you know what and i think i think with mvp just like how when Harden got snubbed that one year i think it's really about the media like it's who the media narrative. projecting and the narrative right right now the right. narrative like you rarely see joker narrative or mb narrative we are seeing a lot of steph curry and i think only today i'm seeing more cp3 like discussions because now the number one like, hold up the number one now right. okay so now mm. that will put cp3 in discussions even more because i think because of just, like, the media, they love Steph, they love and Embiid, yes. right? And so those two, and Joker, but outside of those three, CPT wasn't really t- being talked about, but now he is. So we'll see, like, uh-huh. it's all the media, I think, will decide this mm. for sure. Oh, for
2: sure, no <laughs> doubt. For sure, for sure. And, like, like we said, like, James Harden brought it up, like, a couple years ago, like, when Giannis was, you know, the favorite, and he's just like, I'm... Like, look at what I'm doing, and your guys are talking about Giannis. Like, it comes down to the narrative. When the league wants somebody to be propped up, they're gonna prop them up, and it it doesn't matter Facts. what you do. Facts. So, based on, like based on that, like I, I like he, like I'll be honest. Before the injury, I had James Harden as the MVP because mm. what he was doing in Brooklyn yeah. Yeah. was. insane right right it was insane because he was doing it with KD and Kyrie he was doing it with just Kyrie and he was doing it by himself yeah he's an offensive beast yeah he literally took like you have to remember so before he got there the Nets were like just trying to figure stuff out they were like seven and seven you're like Mm -hmm. okay what's really going on and then all of a sudden he gets there and everything just changes
0: right no that's fair enough Uh, So we're going from one MVP talk to another because (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, there's a saga happening with Aaron Rodgers right now.
1: Saga! Uh, Popcorn, y'all, get your tea out! I'm glad (laughs) that
0: you you two are here, just the fact that you guys are very much passionate about the NFL. I self-proclaim I'm I I was passionate until the Kaepernick situation, and then mm-hmm. I kind of fall back. Now I'm a casual. I mean, I understand enough what's going on with the game, but the details, and the, I don't really get caught up in that. So I'm throwing it to you guys. Explain to me and the viewers what's going on with Aaron Rodgers right now.
1: So I'll start off uh, with the intro, and then Milo will take it away. So essentially, uh, the day of the draft. Um, Aaron Rodgers woke up and chose violence that day, and he said <laughs> I, pretty much, uh, he was said pretty much, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to be in Green Bay Packers. I want to play for y'all. Get me the hell out. I don't want to be here. Then the owner of the Packers said, well, we're not going to we're not gonna trade you anywhere. And that pretty much started an entire saga between Green Bay Packers versus Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Marlon. <laughs> we, just,
2: just, 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 for, just for the record, Aaron Rodgers hasn't said anything. Right. Oh, he hadn't. He like he like in his in his in his exit interview after the NFC championship. Yeah. He led with what he said, he led a lot of people to believe that this was his last, last hurrah. Like it's been mm-hmm. great. And, you know, and he wants to move on. He yeah. hasn't said anything. Right. To, the so, to the media.
1: To the media. Okay, to the media. To
2: the media. But he into, like he might have been spoken to like, like I've heard stuff like he's been in like the group
0: chats and was speaking on, on and which we can assume that him and Brett Favre have a relationship. And and to me, like Brett Favre Favre wouldn't
1: just say something just to say it. Like Brett Favre pretty much was like, yeah, he's like, he's done. So yeah.
2: Right. So it's, it's just one of those things where as a fan of the entire NFL, like it's hard to really understand everything unless you're there because from the outside you look at Aaron Rodgers it's like what the hell are you t- what are you complaining about like right. you've been in the last 10 years you've been to the NFC championship 5 times like if you're organized like it, what, it, what we in sports what we like to do is we like to put a lot of we give a lot of the players a lot of props but we don't really sometimes give ownership their props for putting a team together Football is a very dependent sport. Mm-hmm. You're not getting to the NFC Championship game or the Conference Championship game without a good team. So for all intents and purposes, they've done their job.
0: So from uh, so and when see, you say I, they've done their job... I don't on.
1: agree with that, though, Malin. Go ahead. Okay, me, got, go no, you, go, you go, you
0: go. You the go. reason why I
1: don't agree with that is because I don't think they've actually given him a good defensive team ever. Like, ever. And to me, that's mm-hmm. why... And that's why they've never made it. I think they've been relying on Aaron's arm for so long... Okay. And dependent mm. on what he remember, he to me what to me is the best quarterback to me personally in terms of skill in the NFL. Like oh him and Tom, like Tom Brady's won more rings, but Aaron Rodgers, okay. what he does on the field, no one can copy that. So mm. my thing is that if they gave him a, an actual good defense, like a like what the Pats did with, with Tom Brady, give him a good defensive team, right? I think he would have won more rings. But I think because their defense has been such like garbage the last ten, de- ten the last decade, I don't think they've really given him what he needs to win a, to win a ring. I don't
2: but, think so. But they spent all their they spent all their first and second round draft picks on defensive players. So it's not as if they're not addressing the problem.
1: I, I get that. <laughs> but I get that. No, no, I totally agree with you. But what I'm saying, though, is that there's been years where, Aaron, like, Packers had no business being in the playoffs and they were there because of Aaron's back. Like, he just took them on his back and carried them. And I yeah. think, right? So, again, like, they've done minimal in my eyes, to be honest, because I feel like he's done most of the work.
0: So being on the sideline here, what I'm taking from this is, uh, is what you're saying about his defensive core not being up to par. Mylon, you're saying that they've addressed it. Well, but this year. The, but but <laughs> the, pick that the picks that they've done to address it have not done the job. Then maybe Rodgers does have a gripe in the fact that even if they've acknowledged what the problem is, which is on the defensive side. Okay, go ahead. Where am it's I missing? Not, what am I missing? It's
2: not, it's not, it's not that easy. Like, you look at the last – you look at the last two NFC Championship games that he and the defense – like, the defense is what the last – especially the last two years have been one of the top-rated defenses. They're not slouches. Okay.
1: Top-rated – but not top-10 defense. They haven't been top-10.
2: You don't have to be top-10. Well, I I know, but I'm saying,
1: though, like, Pats – like, the the years that the Pats have won were always Mm. top-10 defenses because defense wins Super Bowls, not offense, right? Anyway, go ahead. Absolutely
2: but if you look when you look at when you look at the year they lost to San Francisco it wasn't because of their defense no the San Francisco 49ers put their foot in the Green Bay Packers ass
1: but their def- but but that team had better defense than the than Packers though defense
2: absolutely but yeah <laughs> but it's like you can't you can't sit there and say oh well Aaron Rodgers was doing his thing no he got mm-hmm. shut down last year last mm-hmm. year they went up against Tampa Bay Tampa mm-hmm. Bay got an early lead and tom brady turned the ball over 3 times in the second half he had his opportunity and he didn't seize it so mm-hmm. we can't just always just go and bl- like we can't just always go and blame the the ownership when they when, when at the end of the day it's the the players didn't step up in those moments that's why I, that's why for me it's just like it's hard like yeah, i can understand it from uh, there might be a personal there might be something personal there that i haven't seen or have, you, I'm not privy to see. And I, and yeah. from that perspective of being dis, disrespected, that might be very valid, and I won't comment on it. But if I'm just looking at the actual product on the field, I don't think he has that much to stand on because because of the success of the team. Like I said, it's not easy to get to the NFC Championship. Look at my damn Cowboys. It's been <laughs> over 25 years. It's still ain't touched
1: No, I mean, it's a good point in terms of, like, you're saying that I get what you're saying, but I guess for me, because I've, you know, I do fantasy football every year, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm in fourth leagues, and legit, my from, from, the, from the numbers itself, I mm-hmm. just feel like the teams who win are teams who have a very good solid O-line, number one, mm-hmm. and a very mm-hmm. good defensive core, period. Yep. That's the key. Your quarterback is obviously important to make... I guess, plays when opportunity arises. However, mm. in terms of a general success, I really think O-line and defense court is the key to winning. And mm. Tampa Bay has a very good defensive court. Actually, they added defensive players for Tom because Tom said, bro, I ain't winning on the Tampa Bay unless you add these players for me. So, mm. that's what they, so again, my thing is that, my, my thing is just, like the ownership's fault, I just think that who they picked for defensive side did not perform, and mm. and and they're gonna make good pick. Remember, like Broncos had players that they got picked up, even even um, Ravens, Steelers, they had agents. But for some reason, the Packers didn't pick up the, those players last year or the year before mm. that. So my thing is that why why haven't they done that? And again, maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, pick up this guy for me. And they didn't do it. Like, again, like, you're right. The things that we don't see, that we don't know. But if – if uh, sure, like, I, I think um if other players are saying, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been disaffected by, by, by the team, I'm curious to know why they're saying that. Because it's coming out now that he's been felt or he's felt not, I guess, his voice has, has not been heard. So I'm curious it, to uh, know why that's being said.
2: It could be, like, so – it could be so many different reasons. Because yeah. it's like – like, are you comparing – like, our players – Falling victim and comparing them and just saying like, well, he's as good as so and so, and or if you look at Tom Brady's situation, Tom Brady got everything that he wanted. <laughs> People will look at look at Aaron Rodgers it's like, true. man, look at Aaron Rodgers. Why aren't you listening to him? But it's just like you can't com- you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a seven and nineteen every year. They get Tom Brady, who comes with six championships. Whatever Tom Brady wants, <laughs> hey, All right. so You need this. You can
0: have it. All right, so on the way out, Nelly J, is he coming back? Yes or no? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be back as a Packer? He's going to retire? Or are they going to trade him? I'll give you those one-three-three options. Just give, me, just give me what you think.
1: I think he might bust a Gronk, retire, and then come retire back. Retire and then come back? Come but, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might do that. That's fair.
0: That's yeah. fair. Mylon?
2: His best option is going back. Going anywhere else is not, is not guaranteed.
0: Hmm. I'm with you. I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it for sure.
1: Enjoy the saga, guys, as we will.
0: (laughs) All right, now, let's go to For the Culture.
1: All right, y'all, For the Culture. We'd like to highlight individuals and groups that are for the culture. And today, y'all, we're going to highlight a controversial, yet a monumental person in baseball, uh, former MLB star Alex Rodriguez, another (laughs) A-Rod. And um, so, guys, Alex Rodriguez has won World Series, He's won. MVP is everything we can think of. Uh-huh. Uh, on, t- on top of that, he's also a, a, a Walmart. Uh, so him and Mark Lore, who's a Walmart former e-commerce CEO, has agreed to purchase the NBA Minnesota Timberwolves for approximately $1.5 Now, a month before this deal came through, he actually was trying to buy the New York Mets but fell short. Mm-hmm. And so... For this deal to happen uh the nba owners have to approve it and the current owner glenn taylor will be expected to operate with the franchise for two more years while rodriguez and Laura transition into their new ownership roles um but it's funny so glenn taylor actually purchased the same team for 90 million back in 94 and i was selling it for 1.5 billion what an investment, guys. (laughs) Now, another thing to add on top of this was that when they asked the, I think the rookie of the year prospect, Anthony Edwards, when they asked him about the deal, Anthony Edwards said, who is he? Question mark. (laughs) Hilarious. So, Marlon, what's your thoughts on Alex Rodriguez's uh, new purchase of the Timberwolves?
2: And the WMA team as well. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love when, I love when, Professional athletes are involved in ownership roles because, like, obviously, A. Rod never played basketball, so he can't really. He probably won't have any input from that perspective, but he understands the grind. So, if if he can bring, if he can bring his understanding of the clubhouse to to his teams and create a new culture for that for that team, because he's been on some very successful teams. You know, you know, he knows what it takes to be a champion. So, if he could lend any sort of advice or anything down to those teams, I think that could be that could be huge for them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm for. I'm very much for that.
0: No, I'm for it too. I mean, having aroid I, I mean, Arod. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <having> aroid <laughs> <having>, Sorry. Yo, <laughs> having, yo, <but> he showed so <laughs> violence today, guys. Enough <laughs> so, violent today, boy. Um, having Arod, uh, you're right. He is uh, an ex-player. Um, he understands the infrastructure of what it is. Uh, it's like a, a Derek Jeter in baseball, where he's the mm-hmm. owner of the, I think it's the Marlins. And uh, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, when you have players, I understand that Marlins, it's uh, it's baseball and it's Jeter baseball. And I understand it's a different sport. But uh, one thing I could say in regards to owning a basketball team, which might be a little bit different, is uh, it's not like the NBA or Major League Baseball they're not like the NFL where the NFL and the the owners are more hands-on and more involved in the NFL. Um, Having an ownership in the NBA, I mean, it's nice uh, to have a, a quote unquote uh, professional celebrity owner um, Mm -hmm. because they can actually put things in process in regards to like management and and things along those lines. So it's a plus, I just don't know uh, the direct influence that it's really gonna have um, on the team as much as, it, for instance, if it was a Minnesota Vikings and they had uh, celebrity ownership, that might be a little bit different
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, than having the Timberwolves uh, who, you know, they have their management. And the
1: Lynx. <laughs> and the Lynx. And
0: shout-outs also the, because that, that gets lost NBA in the sauce links, also in yeah. regards to the Minnesota Lynx also. The, and they are a very successful WNBA team.
1: Yes, they are. So let's let's <clears> put always some respect on the
0: name also. Top, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, to add to what you said, um, Marlon and Fahim, I'm also curious to know: Will he be able to resolve um, the last ownership with uh, Kevin Garnett? Because his jersey hasn't been retired. Hmm. It has not been retired, y'all. And he's like, I mean, who's the top player in that in, in that franchise in the last two decades? Oh, like,
0: it's gotta be. It's gotta be KG. Right. <laughs> exactly. So
1: so why is his jersey retired? So I'm curious to know if he can somehow you know change that because that jersey should be hung up. Um, Absolutely. There. So, anyway, but could, yeah, no, that's mm. a, that's
0: a good point. I could see mm-hmm. that. Also, but not even if him being um, having that jersey retired, but also, I remember hearing something about KG wanting to get into ownership of buying the team. Do you remember hearing that? Just maybe mm-hmm. years ago. Vaguely. I,
1: I, I think years ago. Yeah, I think it was him and someone second. else. Let mm-hmm.
0: me just double check this. Hold on a second. Uh, Kevin Garnett purchasing the team. So. This is Sports Illustrated posted something uh two thousand twenty one. And it seems to be around the same time that it was announced that Arod a month enough. after,
1: I think, a month after. because a month
0: after. Okay, well, yeah. it states here, Kevin Garnett's plan to buy the Timberwolves is over. Yes. So, so that means he had won it. So he was in the bid. So I'm going to ask real quick, if you had a choice, you're the Minnesota Timberwolves and you have an option of selling to Kevin Garnett or you have an option of selling to Alex Rodriguez and his billionaire buddy, uh, I think Kevin Garnett would be a better look. Would you not?
1: I think so. But, but public money, though. It's probably money because.
0: Do you I, think that Kevin Garnett couldn't put together a team uh, in the circles that he's with and and get that kind of money? You don't think so, Marlon? No? Okay.
2: No, 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 no. I do think so. I think oh, the okay. only reason why I think the only reason why he didn't get it is because of the uh, because of old management. They didn't. They weren't. They weren't getting along.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so they true. Might, they might have
2: just been like, you know what? Oh, you're coming in here. Get out of here. Let's go, away Rod. Hmm. And it might. It might have been. It could have been something out of spite, like. like
1: I don't know I don't like
2: know you don't do, do you that. think
1: do you think so do you think it's spite
2: cuz well i'll say i'll say this we don't all we know the only name that we know with that's attached with KG is KG so i don't know who else he had there so i don't know if he's in the bid, like, I'm not – I would presume that he has some money.
1: No, so, mm. so so the reason why he pulled out is because he wants to focus on other on a new market because I okay. think he thinks he can get a, a better deal. Remember, right? It's a business thing. I don't, I don't think it, it was because of that because, mm. essentially, Garnett wrote that he wants to focus on Seattle and Vegas. So that's why he pulled out. It wasn't just because no, Timbalo... no, 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 no.
0: He said he wanted to focus on Seattle and Vegas because he got denied in, in Minnesota. Oh, okay, and he's okay. Like, oh, well, okay. I guess can't get Minnesota. I guess it's on to Vegas and Seattle. That was kind of the tone of that.
1: Oh, okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. Right. Well, that's right. fair. I mean, I mean, you're right, Malin, because it could be for that reason. But I'm saying though, it could be other factors as to why, mm-hmm. right? Because I I just I think that remember Alvaro Vegas and um his partner, Mark Lore like, Mark is a is rich as hell, so it yeah. could have been just money, like, maybe the ownership wanted $1.5 billion and Grant had $1.1 like, you know what I mean, like, it could be that much of a difference why they didn't say mm. yes to him yet, Um, but it could be a bit of issue, right, but at the end of the day, these guys are mm. freaking are, are rich, like, they don't care, like, like personal stuff will get in the way of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, Money will trump okay. personal, right? That's so good point. that's a good so point. So, anyway, but yeah, I mean, and I really hope Kevin Garnett does get a team because that would be dope for him to do that because I think he'd be a good uh, owner as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, look up. So, good point uh, to point that out, Fahim.
0: What I would have liked to see, actually, thinking about it, is KG get Minnesota as he wanted, and A Rod and Lure go to Seattle. Because remember, A. Rod did A. Rod start his career with the Mariners? Yep. Yes, he did. So and, think and about Tennessee it: both, both teams, both franchises, both cities are happy. Minnesota mm. gets their guy, and Seattle gets their guy. Mm. In, mm. a, in a, in a <laughs> perfect world, of course. But yeah. That would a yeah. Really dope story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, all right.
1: like, well, guys, big up to Alex Rodriguez on his new venture. We wish you guys and your partner Mark Lore, all the best, and hopefully, y'all will buy will hire some black c-suite individuals <laughs> for your franchise let's that's go lo- to the next segment for <laughs> all
0: right so let's close it out with that's absurd
1: that's absurd for him, bro what was absurd this week
0: what was absurd so as you know in this covid uh this COVID climate right now uh the tokyo olympics for the summer it's, it's on it's off it's maybe it, it's 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 up in the <laughs> air okay Um, Before even the dust settles on this, uh, they've actually came out publicly, and they've made a quote to say that uh, the Tokyo Olympics, they plan on banning all Black Lives Matter apparel.
1: At at the ceremonies, so at at all the ceremonies, yeah.
0: And there's also disciplinary action to those that do go and break it.
1: Absurd. Uh, absurd which is crazy that if you guys watch breakfast club dr umar was on there and he was talking about how he was upset that naomi is her her country that she plays for is japan and not haiti being a black woman and so forth and it's funny it's crazy how like he said I mean we all know I disagree like, she's with for that, the it was money and she obviously is a black woman and she wears her BLM apparel all the time and you know like that oh. you know dr umar he likes to but yeah. i mean he missed he missed some good points i get where he's coming from right. but i understand that naomi is the activist right but right. it's crazy how as a black activist i wonder how she feels about this because i'm like yo like, how, like how'd she feel about the fact that her own country is now saying you can't wear apparel ceremony but naomi worth pure apparel pun ceremony right <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm curious to know but anyway. I think it's absurd only because um, they said because BLM is a political uh, statement, which is not. Like, it's crazy how stop Asian hate isn't political, but Black Lives Matter is political. Keep the same energy. And it just shows the ignorance of, people not understanding what black lives matter means and on top of that it just shows that white supremacy is also in the asian culture yes y'all it's not just a white thing it's not just a uk thing white white supremacy is also an asian thing look up what happens in asia a lot of them do believe the light-skinned people are better than people with dark skin and so my thing is that i think I, i mean first of all i was shocked like oh yeah that's like they're in Asia. They're, people out there are racist. <laughs> they're everywhere, right? So it just sucks though because Olympics should be a time to unite all the countries. And I think this will cause division. Because if you're a black Chinese or a black Indian or a black, wherever you are, if you're black French, like, it doesn't matter. You're so black. And they're going to cause division based on, on your beliefs that black lives matter. Anyway, okay. go ahead. So yeah.
0: I, I just want to ask this real quick and Marlon, I'll let you jump in. Because uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned about the hashtag Stop Asian Hate in which, I mean, Hashtag stop Asian hate. Amazing. It's great because we get that. that got to push that. I'm just asking, uh, do you think that if in the Olympics someone wore a hashtag stop Asian hate apparel, uh, do you think they would be disciplined under the same as they were Black Lives Matter? Or do you think because that could be seen, like you mentioned, made a good point of it being both of them are political statements according to their reasoning of what a political statement mm-hmm. is. Do you think that they would discipline somebody if they wore a hashtag stop Asian hate?
2: No, they won't. I don't think, you don't
0: think so. What about you, Mylon?
2: Um, I don't. Uh, don't think I, so? I think, it, it, I, but I think it's going to be, I think that's going to, if they, if someone did and they, someone did wear, wear something that said hashtag stop Asian hate and they didn't do anything and it came out, that would, that would, that story would drown out what is happening at the Olympics
0: fair enough fair because
2: enough. It, it, like it's, it's controversial because then it's just like okay well what what is this
0: mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's true um, let me pivot real quick on the way out because I, I do want to address uh, the Naomi Osaka because I've heard that uh, actually my wife who's not really into sports at all had brought that to me and I was just like huh um, what do you guys think of this so her background is from uh, Japan she's Japanese background on her side mothers side she's American no. Is she American? Uh, she's, I yeah. she's born. She's no, 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 She's no, no, no. born in, in Haiti. Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, no, no
1: she's, no. she's born in Haiti? or no, no, no. Where was she born? Okay. She's, Osaka,
0: Japan. Yeah, Japan, right? Okay. And then as a at a young age, she moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And that's when she started. Oh, uh, right? okay, that's why. So, say. She, okay. so, and her her roots on her mother's side is clearly Japanese, right? Um, actually, I think her father was actually in Japan, and they actually left Japan and came to the United States after. So, I don't think yes. they met. Okay, so that's kind but, of. But but also, so,
1: but also, her dad taught her how to play tennis. He was he was her you know, like, that, like like he was like her trainer and like those, most like, definitely, the, the he's, serenity, yes, yeah, father. But
0: yeah. um, I actually have zero problem with her uh playing for japan yes she lived her life in the united states but if it comes between united states where you lived and your roots that you consider like apparently at home when she was young they they speak japanese like that's that's still part of her culture you know what i'm saying yeah. um i would have i have zero problem i think she should go play for 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 japan in the olympics what do you guys think
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like at the end of the day, like, like what she did wasn't against black people or heritage. I think Japan offered her a check and she said, yes, like, of course, make your money, girl. Like they're giving her endorsements. They're giving her lots of money to play for Japan. And I don't see anything wrong with that. And I actually, I'm actually happy a black woman is Japanese that's showing the black culture because she knows she's very activist. So I see no issues with it at all. Um, I just think what Umar was trying to say was that Haiti has a lot of issues politically with other countries, mm-hmm. and he wanted her to kind of bring up those issues mm-hmm. on the global stage, which is fine, but Michael can't do everything, okay? She's fighting mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, she's fighting Say Her Name, George Floyd, like Breonna Taylor, like, she's doing a lot of fights, let's, let's, yeah. so let her do her, her thing, but no, I agree with you, Fahim, no issue, no issue with her she's playing for Japan, N- not at all. How about you, Mylan
2: um, I agree with you guys, but it's it's that's it, That's the exact point I think Dr. Umar is trying to articulate. It's not so yeah. much the issue with has an issue with her representing Japan, but it's just like in this current moment, it's just like we have like this momentum going. Don't let it don't let it die. Like mm-hmm. you have this opportunity to jump on the global stage, and 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 you she'll she'll probably do very well, and she could probably like we said. Bring a lot of things to light and help out the help help out Haiti in the process. So from his perspective, it's just like like it's not often we get these sort of opportunities. We cannot mm-hmm. squander them. Yeah, but that's his true. point. Because like even because like, I think he even says, like, listen, I'd really like she could like do it, like go for Haiti this year, and then the next time you can do, you can go, you can go and you can play for Japan. It's not an issue, it's not. Either or, it's a seasonally opportunity type. Thing. Mm,
0: yeah. So, and I get okay. So if 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 the Olympic Committee says, you know what, no BLM apparel, um, is it? There, there's still like, if it's specific to BLM political apparel, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't these athletes do something that's not BLM apparel related, but still so, make a movement, such as you know, wear a black black glove, black fist, like do something? Go ahead, Nolichaj. Well, uh,
1: well, that's what well, uh, So today, people were saying that that's the, that's the move, right? Is mm-hmm. that even though we can't wear actual BLM or mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, that we someone said, I'm black, and I could just put Lives Matter. Like, hey, <laughs> what you gotta do, right? There's there's say her name. There's I can't breathe the other statements that they can wear Mm -hmm. i think the issues that tokyo why even do it like why even say that Mm -hmm. it's a political issue because it's a human rights issue and it just shows Mm -hmm. that the people making the decisions that are on the olympic committee are unfamiliar with with human rights issues like it's it's like olympics you should be aware of what's happening like Mm -hmm. political like politics and human rights are not politics that I think they got lost and also Fahim and Mylin, I'm gonna put it to you guys do you think it's happening because of corporate pressure I think corporation absolutely. I think it's corporations who are sponsoring that push for this thoughts on this Mylan.
2: absolutely there's all whenever there's money involved they they can muscle you and bully you into doing what they whatever they want you to do so if there's a threat that like oh if you got if we if we see anything that says Black Lives Matter you can forget our you can forget our contribution the next time we come you know what I mean and the the, the Olympic Committee needs like just like any other organization they need money they need funding to throw these events it ain't cheap it ain't cheap
0: right <laughs> right actually I'm wondering if if maybe it it goes higher than the Tokyo Olympic Committee. I'm wondering if the actual Olympic Committee that governs Tokyo doesn't want this Black Lives Matter. Um,
1: Well, it's funny because they said that they can, so they can wear it during interviews, they can wear it anywhere, press conferences, but Mm. they can't wear it, so so it's a ceremony. So open clothing ceremony and also the podium ceremony, they can't wear it for the ceremonial, but they can wear it in interviews, or everywhere so my thing is that bring your BLM outfits wear it for all the interviews wear it when you're warming up for your for, for, for the race wear it uh, wear it to death so that way it's like that way, either way because it can be worn there but not during a ceremony I understand that's the difference yeah
0: right right right
1: so right. But again but then why but why ban it like
0: yeah, <laughs> why I mean- ban it
1: makes no sense to me.
2: I like if if that was the case I probably wouldn't even show up for the ceremony. If you're going if you're going to sit there and 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 ban it, and ban something like that, I would have probably just I just I would have probably just come and did my events and then just and then just go and go home. Yeah, just get my oh, mail okay. my medal to me. Yeah, you can mail my medal to <laughs> me. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. All right, let's throw this episode in the books.
1: Woo! episode 38 38 mylin, <laughs> mylin job, man bro you Thanks. know you I- all come with straight facts straight fire mm-hmm. so <laughs> so mylin so as you know we'd love to give our guests a chance to do a shout out so the floor is yours
2: um i just want to shout out everyone that's just trying to make it you know what i mean every like everyone in, in canada and ontario we're dealing with a whole lot of bullshit but we still we're still persevering this will end soon well hopefully it will end soon but this will like this will come to an end soon and we're gonna prosper from that, that that point on so keep your head up keep moving forward and just you know enjoy enjoy the fact that we're able to breathe and we're able to live
1: yeah no real talk good good shout out um, so, y'all, I want to shout out Mylin for coming on the podcast. Like, I know Mylin for more than half my life, but to the same high school. <laughs> him my brother, Bernard, who's been a guest, are like besties and stuff like that. So, so great having you on the podcast and, and you know, for coming on here, like real talk. And I also want to shout out CP3. Today's his birthday. We're recording on CP3's <laughs> birthday. So, big up CP3. Before he was even recruited or, or drafted, I, I I was a huge fan of him. Like, I thought he would come in and just tear everything up you know he went to the clipper things happen but I would really love to see him win the ring like out of all the teams this year that are playing mm-hmm. actually want the Suns to win only because of CP3 I think he paid his dues o- remember OKC wasn't even last year he paid his dues there now the Suns like this guy deserves everything he gets so I'm rooting for the Suns y'all in the playoffs no Raptors so son's all the way <laughs> for <him.
0: laughs> uh, i'm gonna keep this sh- uh quick uh, i guess since i mentioned him earlier i'm gonna shout out uh shane biggs big uh he's, shane. he's a long time listener yes uh, like a, like when you say day one someone who like will listen to an episode text you call you on what he disagrees with so you know <laughs> big shane, up, enough it. respect all right
1: Big up, Shade.
0: All right. So let's put this episode in the books. That's episode 38. Nellie yes, J. Yes,
1: y'all. So guys, if you had a good time, if you had a laugh or two, just subscribe. Subscribe now. Nah, subscribe. Tell a friend. All right. And tell an next friend as well. All right, Fahim.
0: That's right. You know where to find us. Uh, we're there for you. All platforms, wherever you want to take us in. Enjoy. That's episode 38, Good Rookies Podcast, and we out. Peace.
1: Peace.